Welcome to Taking Action, the podcast focused on optimizing performance through simple actions. Hosted by Christy, a mindset and confidence coach. Hey guys, and welcome back. On today's podcast, we're going to do something a little bit different. And I'm going to discuss with Christy about her journey from party goer, non-trainer, to athlete qualifying for some quite significant competitions. So with that said, Christy, to get into this, what I'd like you to do is I'd like to to kind of set the scene and talk about who you were, what your life was like, how long ago this was, uh, and just and just all things you pre-athlete, Christy. Yeah, well, this is going to be quite a, a personal insight, guys. I think that um, I don't. I don't think I've shared this on on a platform before and it's going to take a lot to to reveal some of this so bear with me but historically I guess always as a kid growing up like I enjoyed sport I came from like a sporty family my brother was always like the competitive athlete England trials for rugby all of that and I enjoyed team sport I played cricket I did tetrathlon horse riding football, everything you can think of, but never to a kind of high quality level. And I think that competitiveness like always stayed with me. Um, But then as I kind of got into my teenage years, I found alcohol and smoking and being the social butterfly that I am, I spent a lot of my time just out drinking, clubbing, partying and kind of left my sporting time behind. And went off to uni and this you know the party girl identity was fully ingrained at this point um very much enjoyed my social time and whilst I still had a kind of pull towards um sport it was never really fitness it was always just that team team building element or teamwork fun that I enjoyed um but I still had this massive like competitive drive in me and I think I'd, it was when I went to um, I went to the university gym and I did an in, uh, like a gym induction there, and the fitness instructor said to me, "Oh, you're obese," and I was like, "What?" Because <laughs> in my head, I'd I'd, act, I'd like gone the opposite way. I'd almost kind of always kept with my well, I've always enjoyed sports, so I've, I've always been particularly healthy, but had completely neglected myself, my body. Um, like I said, smoking and drinking and to the point where someone actually had to kind of stand me on a scale and say that for me to have this kind of weird wake up moment. And then like moved home from uni, got my first job in my career. And that became like my, my focus was my career. And alongside that, I was lucky enough to get back into horse riding again. And whilst there's like a lot of physical elements to horse riding, it's not kind of, you know, high level fitness at that you know that phase I was in you know higher up it is um and I continued going out for drinks every night and dinner every weekend and partying and clubbing still until the point where I just kind of thought there's there's got to be more for me that's healthy I was tired of being this kind of what I felt was like this fat mess just smoking um and I was torn between like having fun and enjoying the social element to actually what's good for my health um, and that kind of led me to questioning what it was that I wanted for myself. And that's kind of where yeah. I where I oh, got wow. to. I didn't know half of that. That's <laughs> that's a cool insight. 
So then what what was what was the catalyst? What was the situation? What what happened for you to go, shit, I need to make a change, I need help? I think having this conflict in my mind of knowing that I have enjoyed sport historically and I'd moved to London and pursued the party girl career still. But my boyfriend I was with at the time, he um, was a kind of sports injury specialist and personal trainer. And he took me down to this amazing gym in London. And I didn't even own a sports bra. Like that's how detached from fitness I was at the time. Like, but in my head, I was like, well, I'll be fine. And I remember him, like, this is my introduction to functional fitness. This wasn't like do a hundred calories on the treadmill, which I thought was more than enough. Not little did I know that was barely a Kit Kat. Like I was so naive in my fitness journey at this time. And he put me through things like battle ropes, banded pull-ups so much that I actually broke my bra during that session. (laughs) And I remember walking out of there going, I've never done anything like that before. And recognizing just how unfit I was and how out of shape I was. And him talking about these high level athletes that he was coaching and supporting through injury and made me really think like people can overcome this and people can overcome injury. People can overcome lack of fitness and build. And I wanted to see how far I could go from that point. Um, and then it was a, it was a case of his support kind of got me into that. But then unfortunately we parted ways. I moved back to Kent and I was then introduced to CrossFit and it was the variety of CrossFit that appealed to me because I've always felt strong and that's a carryover from horse riding. Again, little did I know how unfit I was. And I remember going to my second induction after going out for a brunch with my friend, having two glasses of wine and probably about 10 cigarettes, rocking up to the induction about four hours later and absolutely, yeah, I was, I was a mess. And I remember the instructor saying, you shouldn't be here if you've, if you've had alcohol. <laughs> um, but that was the kind of first stage into kind of getting into something was recognizing what it was about sport and fitness that I enjoyed. And it was definitely the, the teamwork element, the variety, the strength element. I'm never going to enjoy just running. I'm never going to enjoy, you know, boxing, anything like that. It was just the strength element and the kind of gymnastics. I saw a few people posting things, doing handstands. And I was like, that's, that's a bit of me that is. Um, so that's kind of what got me into, I don't know, my fitness journey at this level, I guess. Nice. So, and this is about the time in the story where I was introduced to you and I, I met you um, at CrossFit. <laughs> and although we've got a lot of mutual friends and I knew you as, as the, as the party type as opposed to the the athlete the training type even when you was in crossfit for the first period you were still like yes you was now more active but you were still the social butterfly you were still you were still the one kind of leading the charge at the bar absolutely like even joining crossfit what was so exciting was that I had a whole new plethora of people to go out with and meet and i remember going up to watch some of the kind of higher level athletes compete and not being interested at all in what was going on the competition floor but more interested in where we're going out for drinks the night before and like the social element still was the predominant factor in that and I loved meeting new people and hearing their journeys and I've obviously had an appreciation for the sport and and people's fitness and technique but I just was I felt so removed from ever being 
able to do anything like that. Like you remember, Louis, I couldn't even squat. Like I was horrendous, my movement. And it really gave me a wake up call that like at this point I had removed myself from thinking I would ever be competing. I remember seeing one of the coaches doing some clean and jerks, I think it was, and being completely in awe, but actually thinking it's nice to be able to be in an environment that I can just do my level stuff and work on stuff for me in my um in my limitations but admire people at that top level I never ever and I remember saying to her at the time oh I wish you know I wish that would be me and she was like it will be one day and I remember the thought clear as day like I will never compete I will never be good enough um so yeah it was it was a bit of a bit of a turnaround I think the first three years I've been crossfitting now for what six years yeah Yeah. um I think the first three years I remember it being just a case of a bit of fun or went three nights a week I was still horse riding for the first couple of years as well so time-wise restricted me um it was never about refining skill it was never about you know being the best which was hard and I still had a competitive mindset but I almost kind of accepted my fate that I was always going to be this plank of wood that could probably deadlift more than most but definitely couldn't run skip or do anything that required any agility yeah I, I think a point worth bringing up here is that at this point in time your intention wasn't to become an athlete was it it was just to be a better version of where you was at that point yeah it was a realistic sit like goal for you for where you were yeah and there's nothing wrong with going and watching a high level competition and then wondering where you're going for drinks at night like that that there's there's that's that's a cool place to be however inside you knew it it wasn't you right like you knew you there was you had more to give and you hadn't quite realized your your potential yet i think i'd not allowed myself to consider my potential because where I was at in that moment was what felt was so limited. Like, you know, I was constantly being told, oh, your mobility's shocking or like you need to to work on this or try and improve that. And it was all stuff that I found really boring, really monotonous. And obviously I avoided it. And I think I was in such a nice place with the social that at the time it was kind of like you say, that's what I wanted. That's what I prioritised was the social, the fun bit slowly getting better at CrossFit but also not wanting to admit to myself that I wanted that like because that would mean if I admit that then and I'm not good enough then I failed and that fix that comes back into that fixed mindset we spoke about before about actually wanting something you have to kind of work for it but you have to acknowledge that that's what you want in the first place and there's going to be ups and downs on the way to get there but I was not in the mental space to allow myself to want that because I knew how much hard work it was going to be and how much sacrifice that I'd have to give up to do to do yeah. it. What I think is cool with this story is that you started at kind of one end and now you're very much at the other end of the spectrum. So you started off as a party goer and now you're now you're a competitive athlete. To people on the outside that maybe just see you intermittently, probably think you're lucky and like it just you're gifted and it just happens and it just you kind of just went from here to here but what we're hearing is the stepping stone like these progressions along the way where you just kind of kept falling more and more into it until you got to this point of of high level competitions 
Mm. Um, and, and I think that's really important to note that it's not just the case of start at zero and get to 100 in a short space of time. Like six years, this has taken you. Um, so on that, what are what are the what are the struggles you faced along the way? So when you went from Partigoa to Partigoa, that trained to then training then become your identity and less party going and now performance is your utmost priority when it comes to your fitness like what have been the struggles along each of those journeys i think the easiest thing to kind of verbalize this is probably to split it into internal and external um so like internally like i said it's accepting that that's what i wanted that was that was the start and then trying to formulate how on earth i was going to start on this journey like where where do I begin being this person who's going out three or four nights a week socializing drinking smoking to okay how do I cut that down and increase on CrossFit and I remember one of the conversations I was having was with my parents around I cannot be good at horse riding and at CrossFit like time just did not allow it and then it was a real kind of inner work inner work on what were my values what did I want more and it was CrossFit. Um, and that was hard to admit because I've always, always enjoyed horse riding. So I think being really clear and intentional around what it was I wanted, um, was the start. Um, externally it was taking the hit of people being like, oh yeah, well, CrossFit's just, you know, it's just something you can do for fun, isn't it? Or, you know, you, you, you'll probably never get there. Like, have you seen your mobility or people who don't even CrossFit being like, yeah, but it's just, just the gym or like surely giving that up is, isn't worth, you know, giving up the fun isn't worth it. Like what are you going to do with your time? Um, and really kind of taking a bit of flack for that. And that was hard, really hard. Um, but the great thing about the CrossFit environment is that you're surrounded by people who want you to do well. Um, and I think once I started showing commitment that commitment I showed was then matched by the people around me and the coaching team and people started supporting me and recognizing that actually I was being a bit more serious about this but I'm not talking about you know one week I just decided to go more and and do more it was a case of over probably a period of two or three years where I started to increase my sessions. I started to do work outside of the sessions a little bit. And then once I grew in confidence internally that this is something that I want to work towards, then I started to put the effort in. Um, but yeah, it's been a bit emotional talking about it, to be honest, like the growth I've gone through um, and everybody's values are different. And I think this is where you have to really get clear about what you want because me trying to articulate why CrossFit and, and competing in CrossFit is important to me will not resonate with a lot of people. Um, and no matter what your goal is or where you are at, making sure you understand your why and your purpose around it, that will support your commitment. No one can do the work for you. And if you're looking to other people to kind of validate or support your commitment or kind of assure you that that's the right goal to be working on that's going to leave you very confused because everyone mm. everyone has their own individual understanding and expectations of different things so and you know CrossFit gets a lot of flack anyway just for being CrossFit so I had to build up resilience around that I think 
I think what's what's huge there is the, what, basically what you're saying is whatever you decide to go in on, do it for you and not the pressures around you and not what you think is expected. Mm. Instead, it's actually your own expectations on yourself. Um, yeah, and also, you know, you saying that there, like it's very easy to use other people as a measuring stick and mm. seeing people at this level, you know, this really high level in my perception competing and doing well and then there's me like still trying to overhead squat or still trying to you know run 400 meters in under two minutes like everybody's journey is so individual that actually it really teaches you that comparison doesn't play a role you can be inspired and that's what lit me up was seeing other people and, and wanting to see how far I could push myself not to compete but to see how good I could get for me um, because it's very easy to look at other people and go, I'll never get there, which was me for the first few years. Um, but actually I wanted to put the work in. Yeah. Then I chose to do that. What, like what I'm, what I can see here is I like to talk about big, scary goals, as you know, mm. and I can, I can almost pull out at each point where you had a big, scary goal that you kind of at the point. At, like, so if you reflect now back on the first time, you set a goal mm. now you'd look at that and it wouldn't be big or scary and it, it would be kind of small but as as you grow and develop with that it's always relative to where we're at right now right so Absolutely. a big scary goal to one person could be a world championship and mm. to somebody else could be just getting moving yeah um so so that doing it for you and making sure like your goal is relative to where you're at um i think it's huge so there, there. I guess some of the struggles you had going through that cycle. What were then the successes? So you fought through quite a lot, and I remember a lot of um, difficult conversations you and I had um, because it was like this was far from easy for you going from the, mm. this party goer to this athlete that kind of wanted everything, um, and then had to choose to accept that something had to give. Yeah. Once you got through that. What are now like what are the successes you went through, whether it's mentally, physically, or both? I think you know, a big, big success for me in itself was actually asking for help and reaching out to you as a coach, um, recognizing that whilst I'm probably the most tenacious person, I didn't have the knowledge or the skills to take myself any any further than I could. Like I needed help in the specific areas that you cover, um, that have help get me to this point and that for me was a big step was kind of shifting from that fixed mindset of no I can do this I I just need to work harder and do more to no actually I need the support and the specificity to be able to make make the the gains almost um but successes for me like they're all so personal and from an outsider looking in might not resonate but things for me have been things like going out for dinner and being able to say no to dessert even if that's just once because I've always had this gluttonous streak which is like you know you only live once even though I was going out for dinner four nights a week you know and saying no to being uh, to drinking and being hit with oh you're so boring like you used to be so fun like oh come on we're all drinking why aren't you drinking and feeling so centered in myself to be able to say that without having that kind of pang of guilt or um like 
worried about what other people were thinking of me in that moment and recognizing that the goal for me is more important than pleasing other people. So that's a huge success mentally. Physically, like I feel the fittest and strongest I've I've ever been. And that's reflected in kind of my personal successes in competitions. Um, and whilst these competitions aren't, you know, I don't know, like international level or anything, there's, you know, for me, they they set a challenging goal you know there's there's something that's big goals for me I guess um and to be able to say that I've qualified you know for these competitions in a pool of very 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 competitive girls um and that's another success is the networking that has come about through my CrossFit journey I've met so many amazing people um and have now become sponsored in in um by an apparel range and all kind of feeds into that you're on the right path feeling um and yeah being able to give back as well like being able to be in that CrossFit environment and people looking to me for advice and support and whilst I'm not a coach sharing kind of your personal frustrations and overcoming barriers and successes helps other people to keep motivated so that's a really big part of me because we know I'm a coach in a different um, kind of setting, giving back to others is really important to me. Awesome. Um, so going back to the asking for help piece, mm-hmm. I think you demonstrate this so well. And I'm just like, is this, is this something, is this a way you've always been? So not necessarily in fitness, but in, in other areas with horse riding and everything else. Because if, if I look at your kind of fitness journey, you've kind of like spotted a weakness and then you sort out a person that can solve that weakness in, in, in all, across all areas of your fitness. Like this, that is something you've done. Mm. Um, and like you said earlier, people that tend to have that fixed mindset, owning that is quite difficult. Whereas I think for you, this like it's a huge part of what's allowed you to just keep breaking through barrier after barrier. But was that something, was you like that previously? It's really hard, like reflecting on that personally. So thoughts that are kind of coming to mind are, I've always had this like real inner drive to be as good as I can be. Like I've always wanted to win. Of course I, of course I do. I have a massive competitive element, but sometimes that, shut me down into a fixed mindset by don't don't share with other people what you're doing like focus on your stuff like do research with things behind closed doors and whilst it got me so far I actually it became a limiting factor in my progress because I don't know much (laughs) when I do now but back then but seeking the help and like you said then actually when reflection I mean, I've had numerous coaches for various different things and what the shift between fixed to to growth mindset was, was actually the learning process and actually how much I just love to learn. And that's what has helped me. I'm no longer focused on the outcome, like whilst competing and qualifying is important to me and on reflection, like being as good as you can be in that moment. Yes, absolutely important. But you can't control who else you're competing against. And you taught me that. So you can only give the best that you can do. And if that's good enough, that's great. If it's not good enough to 
um, qualify, that doesn't mean that you haven't given your best and it doesn't mean that you're not good enough. And that was a huge mental battle for me because historically it was if you didn't win, you weren't any good. Mm. If you didn't qualify, you weren't any good. So it's a huge, huge shift for me. But thinking back to my horse riding days and um, like other kind of like, even at school in PE, like I'd love to learn. I'd love to learn everything and just being kind of involved in that process. And I think you really helped me shift from, okay, you can go hell for leather. You can do as much as you can do, but volume doesn't always bring results. Learning specificity and being focused and getting to know your body and where your weaknesses are and addressing those, that was a huge turning around point for me, focusing on the process and the learning, not the outcome. Yeah. To touch on what you said before about um, having that fixed mindset and being scared to share what you're doing and what you're learning, I feel that this is a really common problem that people, like, they get, they kind of squirrel away and they think they've got a magic solution to whatever their issue is. But there's so there's a, there's an abundance of information out there, isn't it? Like at everyone's smartphone, we can Google anything, mm-hmm. and there's an answer out there. But what you can't pay for and what you can't Google is, is actually taking action on that information, isn't it? Yeah. So information is free. Actually, doing the hard work isn't, and I think that's where a lot of people um, trip up. Is most people know what to do, whatever their goal is, they know roughly what it is they need to do to a degree um but what is it what is it for you that has allowed you to consistently take action and come through all of these hurdles time and time again because action is the difficult part i think what you're saying there when people do know and there is information out there so a common thing is nutrition a common mm-hmm. thing is mobility a common thing is fitness yeah okay if you are tenacious and and persistent you could find that knowledge for yourself but i think having paid a coach to deliver that for me in an individualized way that i can get on board with allowed me to connect with myself a bit more and actually recognize what I needed in this process. Like when I started CrossFit, I remember doing Joe Wicks, like whatever it was, lean in 15. And like one of the meal plans was like no carbs. And I was turning up to CrossFit, like not eating any carbs unless wine. I mean, we know wine's a carb, but you know, I wasn't fueling myself. I just, I was in this like huge mess of contradictory information and people were saying to me like do mobility. All right. Well, what's what is mobility like people talk about it but I just didn't know um but what kept me going with action was making sure that I was always kind of allowing myself to be in that learning frame of mind you know it wasn't a case of if I um didn't do so well then that was it give up like what's the point And if you're focused on being the best, then you're going to experience that a lot. And you quickly get fatigued with that inner chatter of you're not good enough. You should give up. You're never going to get there. Whereas actually when you're focused on how much you can learn, that alters your mindset into what am I going to learn today? What have I come away from this experience with today? And that helped me keep moving forwards. I've always been like pretty motivated and pretty tenacious when I've got a goal. And I think the 
thing that really helped me was being intentional and recognizing what that goal was every day because life happens you know this is why things like diets nutrition plans any kind of exercise life gets in the way and we can make these excuses and then we kind of forget why we started so making sure that I knew what I wanted and then putting faith and trust in the people around me so you know I put a lot of trust in you and we had many a phone call when I was in tears giving myself the hardest time and you know I expected progress upon progress upon progress and I felt like I was really putting in the work and like not being rewarded with what I wanted and then you realize actually it's not a linear process Mm. it's not a case of like the trajectory is you just get better and better and better and better and better but what I was struggling with is I felt like I was working so hard but only in one area. And you helped me realize like, actually you need to potentially adjust your focus of the training to other areas. And that's when I managed to shift from struggling to give up the wine and the fags and the, you know, weekends doing what I wanted to get to that next level. I had to make that decision. And it was a case of weighing up what I wanted more, which, you know, you really supported me with and getting in touch with myself. And that helped me take that next big step. Yeah. Awesome. That, I love I love your story. I think it's it's really cool. Like it's a really um, it's it's relatively extreme the, the the transformation you've gone through. But then when we look at over six years, I think it that makes it less extreme. Um, yeah. But what I, what I um, what I learned from what you were saying then, it's something I haven't actually thought about before, is to take to view it as you're learning like that is your way of taking action everything you're going to do is a, is a process of learning as opposed to um you're going to suffer it's going to be difficult so i think that's really cool uh, uh, just before we wrap up is there anything else from your story that you'd like to dig into or you'd like to share well i think you know touching on people who challenge you like it's not easy when you're around people who don't get it or mm. when people tell you like, Oh, but you've always been fit. Like people even say to me now, like, Oh, you're amazing. Like you're inspirational. And it doesn't quite sit right with me because still there's a little bit of a part of me. That's that girl six years ago struggling. I was struggling then to, to run a hundred meters. I'm struggling now to run, you know, 10 K like the, the, the goal has changed and my ability has changed, but my kind of struggle remains the same in a weird way. But I think I, I do find it hard when people tell me I'm lucky when people tell me that, you know, Oh yeah, but you can squat or, you know, you've always been good at this. Like people only see a snapshot of you in time. And I think for anyone out there who is working hard and, and gets kind of comments that make you doubt yourself or make you feel like you're not working hard enough or, you know, people aren't recognizing your progress or recognizing your not progress effort. I think that's, that's a big thing is, you know, this requires effort and sometimes people on the outside don't get it or don't care. So really make sure that if you've got a coach, you know, you're feeling that support and you can talk about that with you, with your coach and I feel like you really helped me with that is you know I was able to say to you like I'm working really fucking hard here and you were like yeah but you need to do this <laughs> you know realigning me um and just making sure that you're really really kind of focused on what it is that you want don't get distracted by what anyone else is doing and that's so easy to do in life whether it's 
in your career, whether it's in, you know, family matters, whether it's in a CrossFit gym, everyone's always going to be doing something different and on their own journey, but stay aligned to what it is you want. Um, and you will get there and celebrate the small wins. Like they come and go like as humans, we are constantly looking forwards onto the next thing, onto the next thing. And I know we've covered this a little bit before, but still to this day, my favorite achievement at CrossFit has been getting my first toes to bar. Cause I like, I remember saying to the coach, I will never, ever, ever, ever get this ever. And the first time it happened, I remember crying and everyone being like, wow, dramatic. <laughs> but for me, like it just really reflected the hard work I'd put into, into it. And as an occupational therapist, like we speak a lot about mastery and mastery of skill and skill acquisition and meaningful activity, meaningful occupations and, that's essentially what it is. You know, you find what you love, you do it because you love it. But when it becomes hard work or you feel, you know, like it's, it's not working for you, you need to realign. You need to make sure that you're connected to why you're doing it. That's amazing. Christy, thank you for sharing that today. Um, I think that's really useful. And I think everyone out there is going to, going to take something from that. There's a lot there for people to connect with. Um, so thank you. Thank you for having me. <laughs> well, good guys. So that is us. Until next time, um, we will speak to you soon. Thank you. Thank you for listening. For more content, follow us on Instagram at LP Performance Coach and at Coaching with Christy. 